Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for the Chiefs Kingdom Show. Live with the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, and Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid. It's presented by Bad Boy Moors, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mo with an attitude. And by High V. The world's best tailgating begins at High V. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chiefs sideline reporter Josh Klingler. Before we get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show, just a quick reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the morning every Friday morning at 7.30 leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Now let's get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show presented by the Kansas Lottery. Dream bigger. Here is the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Chiefs' kingdom. We're on fire. Your football team is on fire. We are here at the Hy-Vee Market Grill, actually in uh, Wahlburgers, uh, at the Hy-Vee, uh, located in Independence, at the junction of Nolan Road and 40 Highway, one of the more popular Hy-Vees. Great to have a sellout crowd here tonight. Sellout. Awesome. Breaking news, this just in. Chiefs 22, Broncos 9. There are some numbers here to contemplate as we begin our show tonight. Andy Reid now is a remarkable 20 wins and three losses after buys. That's crazy. Uh, Don Sheila was like 7-0, and but he never had bye weeks. If he would have had, you know, he'd have four losses. So we're going to give Andy the all-time record. Here's one all of you in here will like tonight. And we got fans here tonight from SoCal. They came in for the game. They're from Southern California, uh, San Bernardino area. We got fans here from Delaware that came in for the game. They're here tonight. They're, uh, we got military veterans here tonight, so it's awesome. Uh, Stafford, Kansas is here tonight. Uh, we got a terrific group that came in for the game and stayed over for the show. But here's some things to contemplate. Twelve straight wins over the Denver Broncos. Stafford, Kansas, the further west you get, you get into a little bit orange and blue. Just to remind them, 12 straight wins. Since the AFL-NFL merger in 1970, the 12 straight wins of the Broncos is the eighth longest streak by any team against any team. Now, that's awesome, okay? 
Coach Reed, here's another awesome, crazy stat. Coach Reed, Big Red, we're going to hear from him in just a couple of minutes, has had a five-game winning streak every season he's been here nine years. That's never been done in the National Football League. Nine straight years of five, at least a five-game winning streak. He's had a couple ten burgers in there. Okay, that's our coach, Big Red. All right. Now, when you do that, that is huge. You beat the Broncos 12 straight times, that's when you're first place in the AFC West, it's winning five straight games that you're being three and four is huge. Okay, here's some other stuff to contemplate. Butker, Harrison Butker, crashes home a 56-yard field goal, spray-painted the left upright, but it's good. Okay, it's good. All right, that was an all-time Chiefs record, five 50-plus field goals in a single season. Nick Lowry's had that record for years and years and years. Butker has it now, a little spray paint on the ball, but that's okay. It counts. Um, And the defense, oh, my goodness, for five weeks, the defense has been there holding two teams now back-to-back to nine points. This day and age in the NFL, that's unheard of. When the defense is able to do that, it's time to put the hammer down, baby. And they were bringing a sledgehammer. Dirty Dan Sorensen. 75-yard pick six. One Thornhill with the pick six. Now with a defensive score, okay, my fella's right over here. you got to bring it now. you got to bring some heat and action. In a de- they, these guys probably know this over there to my left. A defensive score, the Chiefs have done it under Andy Reid in the nine years here 32 times. Our record is 27-5 and five when we get a defensive score. Plus, being great on special teams. We'll talk about it tonight with Coach. I'll start with that with Coach tonight. When Pringle goes down and blows the dude up that's supposed to be blocking Pringle and just blows him up that blows up Spencer that's supposed to get a punt, the ball blows up, we get the ball. That is huge. We're having a fun show tonight. We're going to hear from Coach here in just a little bit. And then Trey Smith will be our guest. You will hear why he was destined to be in the Chiefs' kingdom. He brings it. He is fun to watch playing right guard for us because he'll take dudes into the earth, then bring them back, and then take them right back down into the dirt again. Love it. All right, quickly, uh, we're here at High V. Remember to scan the code at High V. We have over 100 stations listening to us tonight. Many of those have High Vs in their market. Remember to scan the code. It will change your life. All the savings here at High V takes two seconds. Just scan it with your phone. They're not just deals, they're Super hot deals. Weird Wolf's favorite thing. The greatest deals in the history of grocery nests. So we got a great show for you tonight. Come out and join us. We'll wedge you in here. We're at the uh, Independence Hy-Vee Wahlburgers just uh, inside the Hy-Vee uh, here at the junction of Nolan Road and 40 Highway. We come back. We're going to hear from Big Red himself after this on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Long count this time by Mahomes. Noah Gray comes in motion to the near side. Mahomes turning left, steps up, being rushed. He's going to scramble, angling to the right. He's at the 5, 4, 3, 2, angling. Far front pylon. Touchdown! Kansas City, a scramble of 10 yards and a touchdown for Patrick Mahomes. All right, welcome back to the Hy-Vee Market Grill tonight. We're in Independence, actually very close to the stadium. We're on Nolan Road 
and with us tonight, the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, winningest coach in Chiefs history, and top five winningest in NFL history, Andy Reid. First of all, good night's work, man. AFC West is so bottled up. And to get a victory last night, over all your thoughts, and staying in first place, a game ahead of the Chargers. Yeah, no, listen, I'm proud of the guys and, and the work that they did, coaches and players, and um, the competition. You, you nailed it, Mitch. So the competition is so great right now, uh, really throughout the NFL, and then uh, within the AFC West, it's it's ridiculous. And so uh, it's great, though. It's a, it, That's the strength here, and, and it's, um, uh, you know, it's you know every week you're going to be challenged and, and no more than what we'll have this week with with the Raiders. That they'll they'll come in here and uh, I can't wait to bring them here instead of going there. Bring them here with our with our great fans. Before we jump into the pool on last night's game, you bring up an interesting point. It's an all-time NFL record with teams at least five wins going into last week's or this week's games. What do you what have you seen in almost twenty five years of being a head coach in this league? How it's changed from that standpoint, the competitive nature and the parity. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, I, I sit in those meetings at the owner meetings and uh, they're always trying to find out ways of giving each city uh, in the NFL an opportunity to have success. And that's that's parity. Right. So the, that's uh, giving everybody a chance. And, um, and and it looks like that that's kind of come to a head here that th- this year people have a chance and it's great for the fans. Um, it's tough on the coaches and the players. It's great for it's great for the fans, but you, you're we're in it as coaches and players. We're in it for the competition, so you, you have you, you end up loving it because uh, every week is that it's it is uh, it's like taking finals uh, every week, and and you, I love that part of it. You've taught me to embrace the competition even even more so. But aren't you sitting in those meetings going, well, wait a minute? I mean, because guys are kind of wired to get an advantage. You're trying to find an advantage to beat everybody. But there's this feeling of, well, let's make it even. And kind of like Lamar Hunt was thinking, let's be a competitive league. When What's the confliction when you're sitting in those meetings of, go, I want to beat all you guys, but we're going to do it on even even soil? Yeah, well, that's what the leaders of the, of the NFL, they make those decisions. And, and so um, – we, we have a commissioner that, that does a good job with that, has a good feel for it. Um, we have owners that are willing to work with one another the best way they possibly can. And still, you know, they, they understand that the more competitive the games, the better the TV ratings and uh, thus the more money. And so um, and one reason that we were able to grow during the pandemic, continue to grow during the pandemic was – um, and during recessions is because of the leadership that we have in the NFL. So, um, and I'm not talking about head coaches. I'm talking about uh, the front office people. Well, it has been crazy, crazy competitive, but it is fun week to week. All right, jumping into last night's game. And I always, this is like Thanksgiving leftovers because I always save special teams and like we run out of time. I'm going to start with them tonight. Pringles play, being a gunner to force that muff punt and watching the video today was like, oh my gosh. But it, special teams that have impact to not maybe even maybe decide a game or greatly influence a game. What about those plays last night you're getting each week from special teams? Yeah, well, we're, listen, we're blessed to have Dave Tobe here as a special teams coach and uh, and the schemes that he puts in. And then we're also blessed to have these players 
that love to play special teams and take great pride in. I mean, here's here's uh, Pringle, who's one of your starting wide receivers, jumping in. Go, I got it, I got it. And he jump, he goes down there and makes one of the biggest plays of the game. You also take in, in consideration when you're looking at Pringle's makeup. I mean, he had a couple drops in the game, and he just kind of went, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna." That was a bad first half for me, but I'm gonna go with the second half and I'm gonna make a difference, and that's what he did. And your kicker's banging home 50-plus. He set a record last night, the most 50-plus made field goals in franchise history in a single season. That record stood for like 20 years. What about him competing and hitting that one last night? Yeah, that was big. You know, that that was a uh, uh, – anytime you start ranking in 50-yarders, that's pretty impressive. And and uh, he, he's done that consistently for us. And, and uh, you know, that, it wasn't – it was a windy day so or a windy night as you know, and, and for him to be able to get that thing, I know it, it doinked there, but it doinked in the right way. Um, but he, he knows how to play the wind in our stadium as well as anybody that's probably ever kicked in there. So, And the punter still doesn't have enough punts to qualify for the stats. If he did, he'd be leading the galaxy in, in gross net and where he places the ball. How, how much has he grown as a competitor, the punter? Well, yeah, he has. He's he's become more consistent, and that's what you see with young guys. You, you look for that when you bring in these young young guys to punt, and um, and and so he's worked tremendously hard on that, and done a nice job of getting himself in a position where um, you know he can finish this thing strong this year. All right, getting into the. Um... Other areas, I want to ask you about the defense. I mean, a 20-play, 88-yard drive that took 11 minutes and no score. Uh, what about a defense that digs its heels in? Because I hadn't seen that. It's only happened three times in the last 20 years in this league. Uh, but for your defense to dig its heels in and not let them score. Yeah, it was a big fourth down play. And, you know, we would have liked to have gotten off the field sooner than that. You don't you don't really want 20-play drives against you. Uh, but when they happen, you know, you got to reach down deep and, and get inside yourself and just say, listen, enough's enough, and and uh, we're going to put our foot down, and that's what we were able to do. Talking about this defense being impactful at all three levels, but how much are your linebackers playing more downhill now, and how much of that is confidence, or uh, because it seems like they are, instead of waiting and hesitating, they're coming? Well, you saw Hitch make some some big plays in there early, and, and, um, and you know, the, the young guys just follow right along. Willie had some nice plays. I, you know, they, they all had their, their points where they, where they made some nice plays in there. So, and then the secondary was flying around and made plays. So everybody contributed and um, had a couple drops on the back end. We were having, it was windier and all get out down there. So, you know, people go, well, Charverius should have made that kit. Well, that, that wasn't so easy when that ball's moving around like a knuckleballer throwing it at you. So, um, you know, but he, he'll normally make those. But you did get two takeaways. And Bridgewater, I really respect that guy, uh, but he doesn't turn it over much. He's like Alex Smith. But you got two picks on him. What about getting those two takeaways and another pick six from Dirty Dan, the fourth of his career? Yeah, the, um, we were around the ball all the time. I mean, all night. And the the D line, I thought, had great pressure on on uh, on the quarterback. So, I mean, that. and you're right, He he does not – throw interceptions he's about as efficient as you're gonna you're gonna find that way and um and then dan listen i mean dan had a that that's 
That, that is the epitome of being as low as you can be at one point in people's minds and, uh, and then being as high as you can be in the National Football League uh, in people's minds. So I, I went from seeing uh, how many ever folk we can put in, the, in that Arrowhead Stadium being down in the dumps on them and then cheering them uh, almost overnight. So, uh, but Dan's had really two, two really good, good games here back-to-back, and uh, the, the greatest part was that the players never lost confidence in Dan, and you saw that by his interception there where the whole bench ran out after him and, um, and celebrated with him. But I asked him after the game, he was on with our Chiefs Rewind show, what keeps him going? There has to be some inner strength with him because he knows. I mean, people were kind of down on him. But how much does it tell you about his inner strength to keep plugging? He's been around – only Kels has been around longer than he has on our roster. But he keeps plugging away. And how – I mean, that's not easy for him where it hasn't been easy this season for him. Yeah, well, he doesn't listen to – you know, he's not the guy that's going to be on the, you know, internet or anything. I'm reading stuff. Uh, um, he, he's – not going to listen to the radio or listen, watch, you know, read, read stuff. I mean, he just, he just goes straight ahead and uh, tries to work harder uh, at his game. So, um, and that, that benefits him. He doesn't have any clutter there other than knowing that I got to do a little bit better here. I'm close, but I got to do a little bit better. And so uh, that's what he did. And, and then the guys stuck by him. You know, they, they understood that too. So. Everybody stuck with them, coaches and players. One of your mantras, eliminate distraction, seems, seems to be the epitome of that. All right, jumping to the offensive side of the ball. You only had 54 snaps in this game, but I want to ask you at the beginning. We're going to have Trey Smith on here a little bit after we let you go. It looked like you said, hey, we're going to let these dogs eat here. Let them eat early. Because how much did you set the tone of the whole night in all three phases with that initial drive? Yeah, uh, the initial drive, was that was a good one. And – We've got to make sure that we continue that. That that went in really the second drive. We we're halfway decent, and um, we've got to keep we, we've got to keep building on those and and just make it a little bit more consistent. So I, I can do a better job, and we all can. I mean, we can all fi- fix that problem. So, um, but I'm glad you're having Trey on too. Don't, tell High V they better have some food for him because he can eat now. <laughs> And he may go hunting after the show. I don't know if he's got inf- infrared glasses or not, but got, the guy's a turkey hunter. He was destined to be here, Coach. I mean, what a great draft pick. But his background, it's like he fit. He and Creed Humphrey fit perfect into the Chiefs' kingdom. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And the year before, you know, yeah, anyway, we, we've got guys that, that, can, that, that like to get out. And Hilaire is the same way. I mean, he gets out and he, he loves to hunt and do all that stuff, too. So. Love it. But, yeah. Uh, speaking of those guys, though, uh, you popped a 29-yard screen last night. It was a thing of beauty. Uh, how much of that is now becoming more of a chance of success? I know there was the one that went for negative seven. But when, how much are screens an art form in uh, moving forward here? Yeah, so our, I think our um, offensive line is doing a nice job with getting out there and blocking people, which, um, which helps. Uh, the timing with Pat and the running back has been good. The running back, we always talk about the running back starting downhill after the catch. It kind of helps the big fellows out up front. And our, our backs are doing a nice job with that. So it's it's coming together and at a good time. And D-Will, I almost ask you about him every week, but how much has he grown as a receiver? Now, he's done some in the past, but 
Those are two big plays he had last night. How much has he grown into that role and confidence is a part of it, but as a weapon moving forward, including this week? Yeah, he, he is a good football player. I mean, that's the bottom line. He can do everything that the running back needs to do, and he's a big guy. So you're throwing between Clyde and Darrell, you're throwing two different pitches at the defense. And uh, that was evident when you watched last night's game. So, And then they both can catch the football. And we probably can even introduce a few more things to him as we, as we go here. And what did you think of Patrick last night? I mean, there was times that, you know, this is a tough defense now. Uh, but how was Patrick's night overall, in your opinion? Yeah, their defense is, that's, that's a good defense. And, and we knew that coming in. We knew it from last year. They, they played us close last year. Um, so um, I, I was happy with the, the production there. We, listen, we, we get rid of some of these drops and a couple of the penalties. And, you know, you're tough to stop. So, um, but we've got to do that. You know, we got you. You can't talk about it. You got to you got to go back to the fundamentals and 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 get it done. But um, then you then you're adding drives and this number fifty four number of plays. Now that increases to seventy plays if you if you keep it going. And then you're you're, you're you end up with more points and so on and so forth. So uh, you just you don't want drive stoppers. It's uh, those things that they kill you in the long run. All right, before we let you go, it's Raiders Week 2.0. Things fresh, just played these guys. You talked about those meetings you have at the owners' meetings. One thing that's been evident, not only parity, but they put these division rematches in December. They've kind of backloaded these. What about the rematch this week against the Raiders and preparing for them? Well, listen, we know they came in here and beat us last year, so we understand um, uh, the, the strength of their football team, and, and we won't slight that. We'll make sure that we focus in on it and once the guys get back in here tomorrow uh, we'll start that grind and we'll exhaust ourselves on getting ready to play them and, and then we look forward to bringing them here to Arrowhead with our fans so uh, we'll we'll be ready we just we got a little prep here to do go through the process first you've been in this league a long time these quick rematches like this really how much can you tweak and how much can they tweak yeah you, you're going to They'll tweak some stuff. I mean, that's that's what you do, and we'll tweak some things, and then you go play. But uh, there'll be you got to move some some things around here and there. All right, we're gonna let you go and move things around and get ready to uh, sweep the Raiders and try to uh, stay in first place in the AFC West. Thanks for being with us tonight, Coach. All right, Mitch. How are those Redheads out there? They're out there. They're out there. They're ready to win this week. All right, head coach Andy Reid, stay tuned. We'll have Trey Smith, the outstanding rookie right guard, after this. We're at the Hyvie Market Grill in Independence on Nolan Road. We'll be back after this. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Ben Williams second in the league to Jonathan Taylor on broken tackles. Now they come over the middle. It's intercepted. Intercepted at the 40. Near side, 45. Picked off. It's Juan Thornhill. And Thornhill now now goes back to his right and gets a block. Flag on the play. This is going to be a blindside block on the Chiefs. But Juan Thornhill gets the pick. Welcome back to the Chiefs Kingdom Show. Again, celebrating a victory over the Broncos and getting ready for Raider Week. Part two is the AFC West uh, Odyssey continues. We are at the Hy-Vee Market Grill tonight. We're uh, close to the stadium, actually. Uh, we're in Independence on Nolan Road, so you still got time to come out and join us this evening. But now we're joined uh, by one of the top rookies 
that has joined the Kansas City Chiefs in the last uh, in in recent years. He's been one of the top rookies. Uh, right guard Trey Smith. What a find for this football team, and what an asset. First of all, good evening, Trey. Uh, it is just awesome to have you wearing red, white, and gold, my friend. Good evening, man. I'm so happy and uh, blessed to be able to wear it every week. Well, it's cool. Let's get into this game a little bit last night. Um, the fact that one of the things I loved as I reviewed the video is, like, Coach let you guys eat early. It's like, just go out and get after them. How much of that uh, set the tone for the evening? Yeah, most definitely, you know, we want to be the most physical group out there on the field as O-line. Um, you know, being able to set the tone and sort of, you know, present to the defense what we're uh, trying to get across for the whole night, you know, that obviously sets the tone and makes our job easier and makes the whole offense more comfortable. And working in concert, I know it's it's very underrated in football, but in the run game, we always think about pass protections, but how much do you guys have to work in concert in the run game? Yeah, I mean, we're working straight to finish every play. You know, that's something that Coach Jack preaches. Um, you know, anytime we're running a play or anytime he grades a play, he's always great in finish. So, you know, making sure we're a cohesive unit, you know, we're finishing the D-line in every play, you know, that's extremely important. And like the RPO game, how difficult is that as a lineman? Because there's a run-pass option there. How do you guys treat that technique-wise? Uh, yeah, um, it can be difficult at times, uh, especially when you get to like mid-zone concepts, uh, just because the angle changes a little bit. But, you know, we have complete confidence with Pat back there. He's going to get it done. And, you know, with the given looks, you know, we're going to block it the way it needs to be blocked. The screen game goes for 29 last night to Clyde. What about that play specifically, and how much is the screen game coming around for you guys? Yeah, yeah, no, the screen game was awesome. Uh, being able to get those explosive plays, getting Clyde out, you know, free, you know, it's, it's a great feeling. Uh, and I feel like, you know, as long as uh, the years progress, we've gotten better and more comfortable with the screen system and understanding what we need to do in order to be successful with it. And how fun is it for you to get out in space and hunt a linebacker or a DB in this? <laughs> Hey, man, it's, it's awesome, man, especially when you get a, a size mismatch like that. You know, I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we chuckle up in the booth and call in the games. It's fun to watch you play, man. And I just, it, I, you know, I, get, I don't get to follow line play. I have to follow the ball doing play-by-play. But when I review the video, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. Just, <laughs> just, just, it's fun. The edge you bring, did that evolve in your game at Tennessee or high school or because it's cool the way you bring the edge because it seems to be contagious? Yeah, um, it's something I had to learn a lot. Uh, I had a mentor and my high school coach, Mickey Marley and Artis Hicks, they sort of instilled that in me early on. And uh, I think just, you know, being at Tennessee, you take it up another notch, you take it up another notch, you know, coming down here, you want to set the tone, you want to present to the defense, you take it up another notch. So I just think it's something that uh, is sort of entrenched in my personality and something I want to bring. I talked to Creed about this last night, but honestly, it looks like you guys are having fun on the O-line. Am I wrong here? How much fun are you having? We're having a ton of fun. Man. We're having a blast <laughs> up front. I mean, when you're moving people against their will and you're having success in the game and you're watching your skill guys and, you know, Pat's making plays, they're all making plays. It's a great feeling, you know. And you've had a challenge here with the injuries at right tackle. I mean, you had to play with Remmers. You had to play with Lucas. In the last couple of weeks, uh, you had to play with Wiley. What's that like but dealing with different guys? Yeah, you know, I think it's really a testament to Coach Hack and Coach Matei in terms of their coaching abilities uh, because every time another guy steps in, you know, we're always on the same page. We're always knowing what to do. We're always, you know, doing the right thing. So I think it's been a good transition a lot of times. I know obviously – with the injuries, it can present issues, but so far, you know, it's been sort of a flawless and a seamless transition with each guy. 
Are you rubbing off on Wiley? Because on Pat's scramble for the touchdown, Wiley pancaked the dude into the earth. <laughs> no, man. Wiley, I'm learning from him. Uh, one of the things I did when I first got here was trying to figure out the position, how to play it. And, you know, he's one of those guys I had to study and, and learn a lot from. And being able to play next to Andrew, man, it's been a, a complete blessing. He's a great guy. And, you know, going to war and battle with him every week, you know, it's been fun, man. It's been a blast. What are you learning technique-wise of being in this league after 12 games of your career? I, I'm learning. I have a lot to uh, learn. <laughs> That's the first thing. Uh, a lot of things I, I have to do is predicated on being more patient a lot of times, and you know, just being cleaner in my hand placement. Uh, as we saw last night, I have to do a better job of that. You know, so uh, just being more patient and just having tighter hands right now. Yeah, I'm not going to get you in trouble here, but I watched the so-called hold. I'm like, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, you just the dude went down, and it's like. He threw the flag. I'll just let it go. I don't want you to get in trouble. Uh, uh, but it's, it's just fantastic to see you play. How do you react when people are saying, because the NFL is, of course, the most popular game in our country, but with six weeks, we just talk, six months, I say, we just talk about it, right? There's no games. But when people say, gosh, they're not getting 40, they should be getting 30 or 40 every game, but you're on a five game winning streak. How do you react to that? Yeah. Um... Yeah, at the end of the day, you know, we're defined by wins and losses and getting our job done. So we're getting the job done. Um, you know, rather it be 50 points or, you know, 20 points. At the end of the day, you know, we're just going out there for a win and W. That's what, you know, counts in the stat book. So. And what's the greater good there? Because I've kind of seen this, too, the fact that you guys are grinding out and getting these wins. What does that mean to kind of build up uh, muscle mass or scar tissue, if you will, uh, as you push on here? Yeah, no, I think it counts a lot, uh, instilling confidence in our team. Uh, just coming together and playing complimentary football, you know, in terms of offense, defense, and special teams, uh, you know, just, you know, doing our job once again and, you know, getting the W. That's all that matters, you know, getting that win at the end of the day. And the rematch comes up this week with the Raiders. Now, the rematch thing is unique. Colleges, you're not getting rematches. I mean, you're not playing Kentucky again or Vanderbilt again or Georgia, Florida. But you're going to get the Raiders, and this is fresh because we just played these dudes like two or three weeks ago. Okay, approaching the Raiders the second time, how do you prepare this week to be as successful or more as you were the first time against them? Yeah, it's going to be, uh, like you said, I haven't really experienced this at all, but it's going to be different, obviously, reviewing the film, looking at what I did successfully, uh, studying the opponent, looking at where I had success against him, and understanding that he understood what he needs to do better so I can expect him to do that better as well. Uh, just sort of like understanding that, you know, with our game plan in place, you know, as long as I do the technique and do what the coaches tell me, I'm going to be successful. But understanding that the defense, they're not going to come out and do the same thing they did last week. Yeah, we're talking with Trey Smith, the outstanding rookie right guard of the Kansas City Chiefs. If you want to have some fun, just go watch his video all year long. You will be it should be on everybody's holiday gift list. Uh, give me some <laughs> Trey Smith video, baby, because it's awesome. I could watch it all day long. It's just fantastic to see you play. Um, the Raiders now can be a little bit tricky. Uh, I want to ask you, not just Raiders-specific, but in this league, the TT stunts, the TE twists, the delayed blitzes, the stuff you've already seen a lot of. But let's just take the twists and what you've learned when an end delays and comes inside of the tackle, goes outside, and how difficult that is for you, Creed, and whomever is playing on your right shoulder. Yeah. No, it can be extremely difficult, um, especially like inside 2i for me, especially just setting down on it. You know, all your attention is on this guy. You expect another rush. But when you ever film, you know, a lot of times you feel, okay, someone's not right. He's not really trying. 
open up that hip, blunting the penetrator, stopping that immediately. And when he goes outside, you know, it's all shut down. Uh, that's something that's definitely um, something that I've had to learn to get a lot better at, uh, you know, throughout the season, seeing it a couple times. But getting that feel for that ET, you know, that's something that you have to grow in. Uh, and TT, you know, just being able to snap it off and trusting your buddy beside you, just having confidence that we're going to get the job done together. And how much does it help to have repetition? I tell people at camp, uh, Trey, that when they come to camp, I'm like, watch the OLDL. That's the most fascinating <laughs> thing to watch, right? It's gladiators. I mean, but that's where games are won or lost. But how much of it is, I talked about asking you earlier about working in concert, but it seems like on these stunts and games, they call it in football, how much do you have to be like in a sixth sense with the guys on around you? Yeah, you definitely have to be. Um, and that, that goes back to that trust factor again, you know, trusting the man beside you that he's going to do his job and help you out, you know. And that, that's that's the main thing, you know. And with the ET, that's more so a recognition thing. That the same In the same token and same breath, I have to trust Andrew that he passes that off and I'm going to open my head and stop him. So, it, there's a, like you said, it's just a sixth sense factor, but it really comes down to being able to trust the man beside you. Again, we're talking with Trey Smith tonight on our Chiefs Kingdom show, getting ready for Raiders Week, part 2.0, as the Chiefs try to look for a sixth straight win and stay atop the AFC West. When we come back, we'll explore why Trey Smith was destined to be in the Chiefs Kingdom because of the way this dude is wired. We'll be back with more uh, from Trey after this on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now, back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Great punt in the first half. Loads up on this one. Spencer is back. High punt, a little shorter. Spencer gets hit by his own guy and fumbles the ball. The ball is out. The Chiefs have the football. And I think his own man hit him. Pringle jumps on the football. Deontay Spencer is wanting a penalty on the Chiefs. But Pringle gets the football. I think his own man hit Spencer. Welcome back to our Chiefs Kingdom show tonight. We're at the Hy-Vee Market Grill. We're in uh, Independence, actually, on Nolan Road. A, uh, the Hy-Vee closest to the stadium, really, an awesome location. And with us is the outstanding right guard of the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Trey Smith. I ask you this before, Trey, but I'm, I'll probably ask you every time you play here for the next 15 years of just the legacy at right guard and that of a whole Pro Football Hall of Famer, Will Shields, and the fact that now all of a sudden people have compared you to him um, and just the legacy that's there at that spot. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's humbling uh, to even get compared, but I have a long way to go. Uh, you know, obviously, Will Shields is one of the best of all time, if not the best of all time. And, you know, I'd really like to dive into his film, you know, watching him, guys like him, Brian Waters. You know, it's a, it's a great honor to be able to play here. Uh, it's something that I don't take lightly. Um, you know, I got here, I had a jersey choice, and 68 was one of the options. I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> that. That's the legend. You know, I'm not touching that. So I took 64. But, you know, being able to play in a place like this and understand the standard and expectation, uh, you know, it's extremely high. and It's humbling to be here, but, you know, I have a long way to go before I'm even compared or mentioned with him. Hey, I'd love you at any jersey, man. Uh, give you one, except McKinnon's got that one, so he can't take that and they won't <laughs> let a lineman wear it. Uh, to me, you were destined to be in the Chiefs' kingdom. First of all, one of the things that was heartwarming about the season was seeing your family in Tennessee. I got to say hi to a couple of them. Now, it wasn't a great day. I mean, they got us that day. But to see all of that group and the generational uh, love that's there, what about your family and your background um, that has helped you get to this point? Yeah, um, you know, a lot to do with my, you know, I'll take it back to my grandparents, you know, the values they instilled into my parents that they instilled in my sister and myself. And, you know, for my family, especially with my father, you know, we had a really good work 
ethic. You know, everything was earned. Nothing was really given. Uh, in terms of like helping people, you know, anytime I could do anything to help somebody, watching my mom, helping people all the time, you know, it's something that she instilled in me, just being a good person, trying to help people out, working hard. I think these values that my parents instilled in me has carried me up to this point and carried me to the point where I'm at right now. One of the things I, the pictures I saw when we drafted you coming out of Tennessee is you're in camo. You're a hunter and a fisherman. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I actually went hunting with my buddy Cave and we went duck hunting and man, I had a great time, great experience. And he took me turkey hunting a little bit. We didn't kill any birds, but you know, I, I like being outdoors. Uh, I grew up uh, with my grandfather on his farm for a little bit. I worked weekends when I was like twelve. And I would take care of cattle, and you know that experience, uh, just being out in nature, you know, working hard, it sort of stuck with me, man. I love it. I just love being out there. And you're in a great hunting area here, dude. I mean, whether it's pheasants or turkeys, like you, this is the kingdom was made for you because it's such a great hunting area. How much are you interested of like, let me get out of some of these places uh, out and about during the season? I know it's tough to do, but how interested are you to do that uh, to explore the kingdom and what it provides hunting wise? Oh yeah, no, I'm hyped. Uh, I got a couple, a couple people have already told me about some duck hunting spots, and I have a a spot for turkey hunting and deer hunting, apparently. So I can't wait to get out there. And like you say, you know, with the season, I'm a little busy, but when all season comes, I can't wait to hit it. And fishing. What about fishing? You're a fisherman too? Yeah, I'm not the biggest. I think Creed's more of a fisherman than me. Uh, I like going out there, man. For me, it's always about that release, you know, just being out in the open, you know, being to yourself in nature and the outside, outdoors, man. You just kick back and relax a little bit, take a deep breath and just sort of forget about everything. You and Creed's relationship. Now, the offensive line, I've only been in this league 28 seasons, but the offensive line has their own little fraternity, man. But it seems like you and Creed have got, like, you guys are partners here. Uh, what about that relationship, you guys being in the same draft class and as you move forward and just enjoying the ride with somebody? Yeah, no, I've known Creed for a while, man. And, you know, it's just funny how everything works out and shakes it out. You know, we did pre-draft training together. So, I mean, I was in the same morning workout group with him uh, every day. And, you know, just when I got drafted here, I called him like, Creed, we're playing together, man. I got excited. And, you know, it's really a blessing to be able to play uh, next to a player like Creed Humphrey, uh, you know, ultimate knowledge of the game, you know, great guy, great human being, also a better player. So, it's been a great experience, and you know, I can't wait to see what the future holds with us. I know you're a humble dude, but one of the things in this organization, we have had so many NFL men of the year, right? Great players. Will Shields uh, is in that category. Brian Waters, you mentioned those two guys, but it's also off the field. You already have left that footprint at the University of Tennessee. What about your heart, the way it's wired of, yes, this is you, you do what you do in football, but using that as a conduit for a greater good, it seems like you're wired that way. And as you go forward in the kingdom, what do you want to do? Yeah, um, just understand the impact that we have on people, you know, just simply as football players and just seeing the impact that, you know, it creates on people. It's huge, man. And going back to my uh, background a little bit with my mom, uh, just watching her give back to people, uh, you know, just watching her interactions with people, you know, it impacted my life greatly that, I can give back, and if I can do something to help somebody, why not? Why hesitate? And, you know, something looking forward, there are a lot of things I want to do, uh, especially back home in my community in Jackson, uh, especially here in Kansas City, you know, just seeing what I can do to help the community and just help people in need. Uh, you know, it's something I want to do, and I'm really passionate about it. You know, I'm really passionate about helping people out. 
You know, not every NFL city is going to be like the background you've had, but Kansas City might be the closest if it wasn't, you know, with the Titans uh, for obvious reasons. But when you were drafted to come here, what was going through your mind of like, okay, this might be destiny for me? Yeah, I I couldn't believe it. Uh, I was actually in shock. Uh, My dad's company, he actually retired recently, was based out of Kansas City. So he's been in Kansas City a ton. Um, For me, you know, it was sort of like a dream come true. I'd watch – you know, Kansas City playing the Super Bowl in Miami, you know, just as a spectator and thinking, you know, man, this is awesome watching Mitch Schwartz take sets, you know, Eric Fisher, I thought it was the coolest thing ever, you know, just as a college player. And then, lo and behold, here I am about two years later, I'm, I'm actually on the team, you know. It's a dream come true, man. And, you know, I couldn't, you know, thank God more and, you know, be even greater for the opportunity. We're going to close this way. We get the opportunity to watch. I get the opportunity to call your games and watch you every week, man. I'm telling you, it's so exciting to have you and Creed here and to see what this can become on that offensive line. Um, Thanks, brother, for being here. Thanks for growing with the kingdom. And here we go, man. Don't slow down. Let's keep piling these wins up and win a division. Yes, sir. Let's keep rolling. Go Chiefs, and thanks for having me. All right. We'll get somebody to take you hunting, too. Sounds like you got it already set up, but we'll open up, man. You could be all over the place uh, going hunting. <laughs> Trey Smith, the outstanding rookie right guard of the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll be acting to close things out on the Chiefs Kingdom Show after this year, listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now, back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Snap to Bridgewater. Back to throw, against the pocket, deflected, intercepted, intercepted by Sorensen at the 40, he's at the 50, and breaks a tackle, Sorensen at the 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City, the second consecutive year that Dirty Dan Sorensen has had a pick six against the Broncos. Welcome back, everybody. At Wahlburgers inside Hy-Vee in Independence. We're at the intersection of Nolan Road and 40 Highway. How awesome is Trey Smith, our rookie right guard? Wow. Such an impressive guy, such an impressive football player, and what a great draft pick by Brett Veach and his staff to get him in the sixth round. He is a first-round talent. Him and Creed Humphrey together, setting their side-by-side at guard and right, or at center and right guard, are honestly two first-round talents that we were able to get as bargains, so to speak. All right. It's not just any week. It's Raider Week. I know we beat the Broncos 12 straight times. Just put that on the shelf for now. We'll see them in January again. Don't worry about them. Worry about the Raiders. Just to remind everybody out there listening on the largest network in the National Football League, they ambushed us last year at Arrowhead Stadium. Then they decided to take a bus tour around the stadium. What? Okay, so they did a victory lap around the stadium. So if that doesn't get you fired up to welcome the Raiders in on Sunday at noon, then I don't know what will. But it is time to get ready for the Raiders and to put the hammer down, baby, and watch Trey Smith put the hammer down because he just brings a hammer to the line of scrimmage every time. Um, A reminder, too, that uh, here at the folks at Hy-Vee, so awesome, scan the code and particularly here during the holidays, because these are some of the best specials in the history of grocery nests, okay? And it's not just, they're not just deals, they're super hot deals. Make sure you scan the code Weird Wolf, it's his favorite thing. And he's howling here tonight. Um, 
But just some uh, great things done by our football team. And, again, to try to stay dominant in the division. No team in the AFC West. I laid this out at the start of the game last night. The AFC West history really goes back to uh, 1960 in the first year of the American Football League. When Lamar Hunt put that together with the Foolish Club, and they put the, there was only eight teams at the time, but the Western Division of the American Football League were the Raiders, the Texans, who became the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Broncos, 1960. 62 years later, here we are. Going into week 12, week 13 last night, because of the bye week, now at 8 and 4. All four teams, it was the only division in the NFL where all four teams had a winning record. And only one game separated us first at 7-4 and four from the other three at 6-5. and five. Now we know what happened yesterday. The Broncos lose. Oh, the Raiders lost. And the Washington football team, I'm going to tell you, that's some gritty bunch of dudes. Uh like a 10-play or 10-minute drive, but they scored to beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. It was like the drive that the Broncos had against us, but they didn't score last night. But the uh, the Washington football team has rallied after we beat them. That, was a, that, that win looks a lot better to get to 3-3 three and three when we beat them. But then the Chargers won. Okay. But they're a game behind us. So now we know the standings are 8-4, 7-5, 6-6. Six six. But I said it on the outset of the broadcast last night. It's like the scene on Anchorman when all the news teams are facing each other for the big rumble, right? Way better than Anchorman number two because we got a whole bunch of other people involved in that. But here are four teams that stare at each other for 365 days a year, ready to obliterate them. Now, in the history of the American Football Conference Western Division, which dates back to 1960, no team, no team, no team has ever won six consecutive division titles that's what's in front of us it has to be done week by week it has to be hyper focus and so this week it's not just any week it's but we have destiny in our own hands and six weeks ago i stood on this podium in this show and nobody was giving this team a chance one national pundit called it a washed up ex-champion another said hey with that defense they ain't going anywhere okay the narrative has changed. Now it's in front of us. Now destiny lies with us and our football team. And we're doing it different ways. We're figuring out a way to get this done. But the other thing, the National Football League, it was interesting when Andy gets to us, it's like his fireside chat. He kind of gets chill. He wants to just talk. He was mentioning he's involved in those meetings in the off season, And they're trying to figure out how do we get all competitive where all 32 teams have a chance and feel like they've got a chance. But what the NFL has also done with this schedule has backloaded these rematches into December. It's in every division. We just played the Raiders three weeks ago, and here we are. We're going to play them again on Sunday at noon. Well, it's a quick turnaround, but it's time to take care of the rematch and wipe the Raiders out and try to make history in a drama-filled December and January. Next week, it's a short week. Remember, a short week. We'll still have a show. We will be at the Mission High Bee. Uh, in uh, Mission, Kansas, and it'll be another Pro Football Hall of Fame show. Remember Bobby Bell earlier? Jan Stenerud, Pro Football Hall of Fame hero, will be with us. 
thank you for being here tonight to everyone, especially to our veterans, Delaware and California on the You've Kansas City Chiefs the Radio Chiefs Network. Kingdom Show presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Bad Boy Mowers, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mow with an attitude. And by High V. The world's best tailgating begins at High V. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chiefs sideline reporter Josh Klingler. Thank you for listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show. As a reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the Morning every Friday morning at 7.30 leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Thank you for listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show presented by the Kansas Lottery. Green Baker. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.